Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Smith in for Mike Evans today, alongside Mark Schlereth. Stink, good morning. Happy Monday. How are you, buddy, man? Good to hear you. Good yeah. to see you. Yeah. Everything good? Yeah, everything is everything is very good. I'm here. You know, it's yes. obviously adjusting to this time of day. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, you know? this uh this it sneaks up by especially after uh after you have to set your clocks forward, I guess. It's yeah. forward. Yeah. That that one that one screws you up a little bit. Oh, totally. The spring forward. I actually had to do the show because we do the show on Sunday mornings. So I had to do it yesterday during spring forward. So it felt even earlier right. than this yesterday. Yeah. So a little bit, you know, just had to had to grind it out because that's what I am. Yeah, so, sure. You know, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. They, you know, they they made the call to the bullpen because Evan said he was just tapping out. You know, yeah. he had enough of you. He needed the four day week this week. I don't, I don't, I don't blame him. He's like a, it's like dogs. So we used to have dogs all the time. Growing all the kids growing up, we always had a dog. Yeah, we no longer have a dog. Um, but um, they get really screwed up with a time change mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. they they have a certain. They know when mm-hmm. it's time to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, and they have a. They certainly have their body clocks are just unbelievable. They know exactly what it is. So um, I'm kind of like a dog. My body <laughs> clock is all screwed up. It's all screwed up. Yeah, and you know when you need to eat. Yeah, and if exactly. it's not that time. Well, the you're gonna start is, barking. I mean, yeah. that's just what's gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. So, tell me how you played this one. Yesterday, I went to the Nuggets game. Okay, good buddy of mine plays for the Nets. I went to go see him after the game, so went to the game. Right. He gave me a couple of seats, and I'm sitting down in the seats, and I've got three seats, but there are five empty in the row. Tell me how you play this. There are three people that come and sit down. In two of my three seats. Uh-huh. So instantly I know, hey, you're not sitting there. Right. But, you know, I'm not a, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm not trying to be like, yo, get out of the seats. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, how long do you play that before you say something? You're like, hey, man, you know, I got people on the way. Or do you wait for your friends to join you before making them move? Yeah, I, I would just wait. Yeah. Just wait till the- You'd wait, huh? Yeah. Did you wait? Does it make me a bad guy if I didn't wait? No. 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 No, there were a couple seats in front of me. The guy who sat down next to me happened to be hammered, and uh, he's just leaning all over me, you know. Right. It just, just reeks like booze. I'm like, hey, buddy, you know. you're First of all, they're not your seats anyway. Yeah. And so I said, there's five down there right in front of me, you know, right down there. Right. I haven't seen anybody sit down there. Oh, you haven't seen anybody sit down? Me? Yeah, go down there. Yeah. I didn't have anybody coming. Oh, yeah. Well, that's all right. Yeah. Does it make yeah, you a bad guy? No, 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 no. That doesn't make you a bad guy. You know, it just depends on who's... Like who's sitting next to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, it just that wasn't. It was an early afternoon game yesterday. It was a one thirty tip yeah. off. Like you're hammered already, man. Like I respect no judgment, but just get off me. Right. You know, just get off me. Just lie back. Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much what Michael Malone told Michael Porter Jr. in the fourth quarter yesterday. Is that? Listen, I understand. I understand, and and I don't know what exactly led. To that decision yeah. by Michael Malone, yeah, but obviously something went down that he didn't like, right? right. And you know whether it was 
body language, attitude, if he gave him attitude, if he said something, whatever the case may be. One thing about Michael Malone, and I know, you know, we've got our detractors, the Michael Malone detractors, and there's a lot of there's a lot of people that just don't think that Michael Malone um, is a coach that's going to get you over the top into a championship run. So I know that there is that criticism out there. But one thing you cannot deny, whether you like Michael Malone or whether you dislike Michael Malone, is Michael Malone has been given authority to coach his team from the guys who matter. Mm. From that. And, and MPJ ain't one of the guys that matter. That's really true, actually. Yes. I mean, he's he's a max contract player, but he's not one of the leaders. He's Hell, he has max, been, barely been around. Right. He's not a max contract voice. He hasn't a max contract. He hasn't been able to show up and play. Now, yeah, listen, I understand the back surgeries. I understand all that stuff. But he has not been. He has been one of those guys that has been Michael Malone. Has and he's praised him a bunch this year, but he's also used him mm-hmm. as as um, he's used him as an example mm-hmm. to the rest of the team. You don't do what you're asked to do, right? So the guys who have supported Michael Malone, um, Jokic, uh, obviously, obviously, you, you look at Gordon, you look at you know the the big three, if you will. Mm-hmm. Those guys have allowed him to coach their team, and you know. MPJ may be upset, and you know, and he can have the sound. He can have the sound bites afterwards. I don't know. It's hard to get in a rhythm when you don't get any time in the fourth quarter. You know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's he's right though. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, if you look at his day yesterday, nine of twelve from the field, Mark. Yeah, nine of twelve in the third quarter when you can't score. It was the entire team. I actually had to go back and watch it because right. it, when I even live seeing the game, I didn't understand why he felt like it was so bad. Yeah, they gave up an eight-point lead at half, but it wasn't like they were getting blown out in the third. That's what happens. Basketball is a game of runs. Mm. And this is a guy who in the first half, I'm pretty sure, had 17 points. He was lighting it up. You can't give him a pass for a few bad minutes. Like, this is one of your young players you're trying to empower. You can't just be like, hey, man, you know, yeah, let's pick it up. It was like Bedsy last week with Miko Rantanen where he said, look, what am I going to do? Sit him the entire third period? Right. Or am I going to talk to him and turn him loose? And I think you're seeing a situation where I don't know if Michael Malone is pressing the right buttons right now. And it's a three-game losing streak, ties the longest of the season for the Denver Nuggets as they fell yesterday, 122-120 to to the Brooklyn Nets at home, coming off the heels of a loss to San Antonio. A little bit of shaky ground right now. A little bit of shaky ground. There is, uh, the concern meter has definitely ticked up a notch or two with this this team. And, you know, listen, I, I mean, down the stretch, and I understand last year down the stretch, the Avs had been playing great. They lost six to seven. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of waiting for the playoffs to roll around. I don't feel I don't feel like this team is in that same. It's caliber. not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just not. I mean, the Avs took their foot off the gas. That's not what the Nuggets are doing. The Nuggets are slumping right yeah. now. They're just not. They're not coming out and playing hard enough every night. So uh, we'll get back into it today. Free agency tampering period opens in the NFL at 10 a.m. here local time, Mountain Time. 
no longer is it Mountain Standard Time now? Is it is it always Mountain Standard Time or is it like you know it's yeah. MDT or MST or yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, on the text line three zero three seven one three one zero four three. Educate us. It's Denver Sports Station one zero four three. The fan. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress. Relax in your tub or shower from Bath Fitter. Bath Fitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down. No payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Matt Smith in for Mike Evans this morning alongside Stink. Good morning to you and yours out there. Mark, today the free agency tampering period in the NFL opens, and it's a two day period until Wednesday afternoon at, I believe, 2 p.m when signings can be made official. But starting at 10 a.m. today, we're going to start to hear a lot of these signings roll in. And yeah. as I was thinking about how I wanted to break some of this stuff down with you, I, I I just got to thinking, how would you address, if you were Sean Payton, George Payton, the Broncos Leadership Collective, how would you address evaluating the current state of the franchise, right, and what your goals should be? moving forward. And I was just wondering from your perspective what the series of questions and maybe a checklist would be that you would go down when you embarked on this process as far as evaluating what your goals want to be in free agency. Well, I think I think the first thing you have to do is you have to assess kind of where you are as a franchise. What like where you are as far as the people on your roster, how you match mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. roster wise um, to the other the other you know teams in your division, mm-hmm. and where you have to go. I, I think the biggest thing to me is what do we have to do as a franchise? What should our priorities be to make sure that we put our quarterback from a roster standpoint in the best position possible to bounce back and play? You know, like Russell Wilson. And, you know, ultimately, I think there's a couple of things that, that you need to address offensively. Obviously, you look at Sean Payton, and, and one of the things that Sean Payton has always been able to do, it's always been kind of a running back by committee, but he's always produced, you know, a essentially a top 10 rushing team. He'll, he'll have that. And then he's always had, and I talked to a, a defensive coach about preparing for Sean Payton. He goes, most of the time, when you're preparing for a team, he goes, there are, you know, a handful, eight to ten screens that you have to coach your team up on. Hey, they run this screen, they run this screen, they do this, they do that. Because when you're coaching against Sean Payton, there's about 80 screens. Like, you don't have enough time to cover all the different ways they get their running backs and their, and their you know, slot receivers the football. Right. And they do such a great job from a personnel standpoint that they have multiple tight end screens, multiple running back screens, multiple wide receiver screens. So they do a really good job. And Sean Payton calls those breather plays. So take something off the plate of the quarterback. Give him a breather. Right. Make it easy for him. Yeah. Yeah. Hand, Hand the ball off, you know, run the ball, do that. And then the quick screen game where you really have one guy that you're trying to get the ball to, right? Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of reading of the defense. You're not reading coverage. You're not reading a lot of the defense. You're just setting up that screen. And so, again, breather play. Take the mental, take the mental, 
you know, pressure off the off our right. quarterback. Right. Um, so with with that is the the backdrop or the premise of what you're trying to do as a football team, then I think there's a couple of things you have to address. I think you have to address obviously your offensive line and everybody's gonna go easy. It's easy to point to the right tackle position. Because you got to have one because you haven't had one, you know, honestly, you haven't had one in close to a decade. We know the laundry list. Right. Not since pretty much Big O. We'll be yeah. here in a little bit. Exactly. So you, you've got to address that. I also think you have to address your inside rotation. you got to get a starter at guard, um, you know, whether that's the left guard right for the replacing Dalton Reisner which it looks like that's probably going to be a necessity it looks like Reisner's probably going to move on right and and that would uh, to me that's that's the right move um the, the right move is not to pay him the right move is to to it replace is. him okay yeah because if you look at the free agent market specifically for interior linemen mm-hmm. this year he on most lists is ranked near the top of it for interior free agent linemen Correct. Yeah. So your options as far as replacing him might be limited. I mean, you might have a couple of guys or, you know, a rookie, but that's a third round guy because you just don't have top draft capital this year. That is that is correct. I think one of the things you have to look at um, and I'm to be clear yeah. for the record, I'm not advocating for it, but I think it's the decision you have to evaluate when you're making this call. Right. I think one of the things that you also have to look at is you have to look at young ascending players at the position. So, you know, one of the guys they they always kind of creeps into the forefront of, of kind of my thought process. Um, a guy like Andre Dillard. Andre Dillard is a backup offensive lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles who was a first round draft choice to play tackle. He has been a rotational piece for them both at tackle and at guard. And He's been coached by Jeff Stoutland in Philadelphia, who's one of the premier coaches in the National Football League when it comes to playing offensive line. And they've never had an issue with putting that guy in any position, like right tackle, right guard, left guard, left tackle. Like, he's played all over the place. So is there an ascending player like that? And I don't, you know, I haven't studied him enough. Like a Georgiev. Yeah. Like, is that, is that kind right. of what you're talking about? A so, different position where a different opportunity can right. lead to maybe better or different results. Right. And my, so I know a lot of people have said, hey, Andres Pete, who played for, sure. for yeah. Sean Payton. Yeah. Andres is one of those guys that if he's 100% healthy, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll play. Mm-hmm. If he's 80%, he'll sit. Ah, okay. And he's been a guy... He's been a guy over the course of time that I think everybody has a lot of respect for the way he plays. Sure, when he plays, and I think there's there's a there's a piece there. And again, one of the things that I keep looking at is can you get a young guy that's an ascending player that has been coached well that can roll in and become that starter for you, right. can become a good player for you, as opposed to hey. Orlando Brown's out there to play right tackle. Let's pay him $17 million a year, right? Can you find that ascending player that you can pay seven, eight million million a year to, and that's a huge deal, and save yourself a lot, and that, and that guy's going to be as good or he's going to approach that type of, of play? Okay, Okay, so let's recap here. You have 
how do you match up in your own, in your own division, right? As far as evaluating this team and how you want to approach free agency and this yeah, offseason. Honestly, evaluating where you are as a as a franchise from a pure talent standpoint. Right. That's that's separate to how you match up in your division. Um well, it's kind of all the yeah, same. Yeah, it's right? kind of all it's kind of all mishmash if you will. And then how to best put your quarterback this year in right. the best position to succeed. And, and that is, that is, there's a complementary nature to that. So that's not only offensively. We just talked about offense, but it's also defense, mm-hmm. right? Like how do we, how do we take that pressure off our guy so that, you know, we have an opportunity to put him in the best position to kind of do what we, what they did in Seattle all those years to sure. get him to play at a Pro Bowl yeah. type of level. Mm-hmm. And and those are the things I think that you're really thinking of as a franchise, and that's why a Cortland Sutton becomes available. Not that I think Cortland Sutton's got great value on the market, yeah, because I don't think he does. But yeah, you know, yeah, it's a big contract, right? It certainly is. Well, we're going to build on that conversation throughout the morning because I came up with my own little list of questions, and I want to get your take Good. on that. And then based upon what we determine there, we're going to see if we can't find some free agents that fit that description. Coming up next, it's the Morning Brew. Matt Smith in for Mike Evans alongside Stink on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. It's time for your Morning Brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Schlereth and Evans. Matt Smith in for Mike Evans this morning alongside Mark Schlereth. Mike will be back tomorrow, I think. If he's not, you know, he's not. Michael Malone yeah, and the Den- Michael Malone and the Denver Nuggets lost yesterday, and after losing their third straight, tying the season-long losing streak for the Nuggets, Mike says that it's not very fun over there right now. Losing sucks. All right, we all realize that, but let's stay together, let's stay poised, and let's find a way to put 48 minutes together. And that's one thing I told our team tonight. San Antonio, that second quarter killed us. Tonight, that third quarter killed us. We, we have to find a way to not allow a quarter like that if we're going to get out of this losing streak. Yeah, you know, I mean, your ability to focus, and, and you know this as well as I do, you covered the, the Nuggets forever. Mm-hmm. It's such a it's such a game of runs. It's such a game of of you know a team gets hot shooting and how do you eliminate that or how do you stop that or when do you call a timeout? When do you let them play through it? It's it's all those things and you know a lot of that is is how do your players respond? Like as a coach, sometimes I think you don't want to have to be the guy that always responds. You want your players. I always said this about the the really good teams that I that I got a chance to be on. We didn't have to wait for the coaches to say, "Hey, practice ain't going well, guys," or "Hey, guys, you know we're not playing that well." I mean, we were talking about we, we were we were fixing things in the huddle. We were fixing things on the sideline, and so you know I don't know if Michael Malone is is waiting for that. If if I know James Merrill had come on here and said he's never had. You know the ability to call a, a correct timeout or mm-hmm. make an adjustment or all those things, but um, yeah, I, I you know probably better for them to struggle right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, to say hey man, we're not you know all that. We need 
yes. could be better. Like, yes. at, at least there's a wake-up call right now for them. Yeah, and when you look at the standings, they've got a little bit of a cushion. Now, if you're firmly in the camp like somebody like James is, and we'll have him on here shortly, mm-hmm. and, and think that you have to secure the top overall seed because you want to start the NBA Finals at home, I think right now, if you're the Nuggets, to be honest with you, you just got to focus on getting there, right? You just got to focus on getting into the playoffs, getting out of the first round, and taking things step by step. And it's interesting because I don't think Malone is pushing the right buttons right now. Three games in, I don't think it makes sense to bench one of your stars on this team who had 17 points in the first half and you don't play him for an entire quarter. That just doesn't make sense, even, even if you're not happy with him, like Jared Bednar did the other night. You've got to empower your players like he did with Miko Rantanen when he sat down with him and talked to him mm-hmm. and then turned him loose. Yeah. He didn't bench him the entire third period. Speaking of Jared Bednar, the Avs got back on track. And you notice the tone from Michael Malone saying losing sucks. Tell yeah. me if it's the same tone with Bedsy right now. To be able to see our team like sort of turn it around, it's certainly a good teaching game because I mean, you look at what happened in the, in the Final 40 you know, like I just keep getting this feeling that we're as good as we want to be. It doesn't mean you're going to, you're not, it doesn't, there's no guaranteed wins. You know, you're going to have to go earn them all. Good as you want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, which, which is an interesting, that's an interesting conversation to have. Because yeah. when you're as good as you want to be, it means that there's not any game that you can't dominate. But, you know, that's the same as saying, hey, man, you play to the level of your competition at times. Like, you guys, you guys have an extra gear. Right. Do you want to play with the extra gear? Or are you saving yourself? Or are you? And there is a, there is a certainly a feeling of pacing. Like, when, when the abs, when the abs struggle and they've, you know, they've given up five and they've given up seven and they, you know, Georgiev have given up seven and then five the other night and, um, it certainly felt like it certainly felt like to me that there are certain games that they're just like, dude, we're taking a break. If we're not, hey, it's not, not the playoffs yet. Yeah, it's not, not the playoffs yet. We get it, guys. Yeah. We're not checked in yet. Yeah, I, I have less concern for the Avalanche when they do that because I know and I've witnessed right. them win a Stanley Cup. Right. When the Avs are, when excuse me, when the when the Nuggets do the same type of thing, mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys don't have the wiggle room right to take a night off and yeah. play out of sync and for you know Jamal Murray to shoot that many shots and only knock down about 25% of his shots like at some point I know the old adage is shooters you know shoot themselves back in but score score like I need you to be a scorer in those situations or in those nights when your shots not falling go be a scorer don't be a shooter and I think for the Avalanche right now, Bednar is also saying, hey, look, we're as good as we want to be. It's about how much effort we want to put into mm-hmm. it. And this off the heels of him talking about the self-motivation that's required to grind through the year. Yes. The Avs and the Nuggets are both at the grind of the regular season right mm-hmm. now. One team is handling it a little bit better than the other team. Last, you know, I really think you're starting to see just a little bit of that mental toughness being called into question for the Nuggets. Whereas the Avalanche... You know it's there, and so does Bednar. But because this team's been so hurt all year long, mm-hmm. he hasn't been able to see them at their full capacity. But the mental toughness is still there to bounce back. And right now, the Nuggets are going to have their next opportunity to do so in a few days here. But for the Avalanche, that starts once again building a new winning streak tonight in not Montreal. Like, if you wanted to say Montreal, 
you kind of get that Chicago accent, Montreal, mm-hmm. but it's not. The Canadians say Montreal. Montreal? Montreal. Hmm. That's, uh, you ever hear anybody, because Barry Melrose, when I worked with Barry at ESPN, he always hmm. used to say Calgary. Calgary, right. Montreal, Calgary. Yeah. It's not Edmonton. It's just no, Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. Edmonton. Yeah. Sounds like somebody's name, Edmonton. Coming up next, it's everybody's favorite curmudgeon, our guy Rocket, James Marillat, on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. It's Schlereth Evans on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words. I wish I found some chords in an order that is new. I wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I sang. I was told when I get older, all my fears would shrink, but now I'm insecure. Matt Smith in for Mike Evans alongside Mark Schlereth this morning and on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. The editor at denversports.com, our good buddy, The Rocket, James Marillan. It's my new nickname for it, Mark. The Rocket, Rocket. yeah. The Rocket. Do you know why you've earned the nickname The Rocket, James? (laughs) No, I have no idea. You don't. You don't, do you? Well, last week, Mark, and if you'll remind the audience, Mark Schlereth, of the profession your son had. Yeah, well, he's a pitching coach now, but he he pitched Mm -hmm. in the big leagues. In the big leagues. for 13 years professionally. Right, Major League Baseball. Yes. Well, last week, I was doing a show with D-Mac and our friend James Merrill Uh here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and at the end of the show, a conversation about the 49-year-old Jamie Moyer pitching for the Red Sox turned into James telling us that he could get an out okay. in Major League Baseball. Uh-huh. And out. One out. You like did. Montgomery Brewster in Brewster's Millions. Right. You did say okay. an out, so I'm being fair. And uh-huh. then I asked James what he thought he could touch on the gun, you know, on the radar gun. Uh-huh. And James said, low to mid 80s. That is that's sauce, James. What? That is sauce. Uh, you know, I, I haven't I haven't done it in a long time, so maybe maybe the uh, the arm has is more mm. shot than I uh, I thought, but it, it certainly doesn't seem that way. So yeah, Matt, you uh, boy, you you took that uh, kind of off the cuff comment and have, uh, have mm. run with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when you no, I, let me forget it, no, because that is <laughs> an insane thing to say. We need to get you out there with the radar gun. I, I would love. I would love. Because I guarantee you, I can't. I I can barely break fifty. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I couldn't my, touch plus sixty. My, plus my <laughs> shoulder will fall out of socket if I try. Exactly. So I, I would love. I'd love to see. I'd love to see you yoke it up there at eighty two. That would mm-hmm. be. That'd be awesome. Well, well you know, we got it. It has to be on a mound. I had a few. You know, disclaimers. Off the mound. Yeah, you can. Off have, the hey, mound. I'll tell you what. You can have the old mound. You can even get up. You know, another six <laughs> inches. I don't give a rip. I'm going. I'm going the under. The 1968 Bob Gibson mound. Yes, right. Yes, right. Exactly. We'll we'll get this scheduled. I'm going to have to, you know, get the arm in shape. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We don't want anything tearing or popping. Absolutely. James, last night the Nuggets fell once again. That's three in a row they've lost, and they fell yesterday 122 to 120 to Brooklyn despite having an eight-point lead at halftime. But that second half, man, I... I'm with you. The and James last night on social media, he had oh, himself a good I'm old sure, time. He I'm did. sure he did. I'm with you, James Malone. Malone did not push the right buttons there in that second half. No, and it was a microcosm of what my issue is has been with Michael Malone for 
for years, and all of a sudden the, the people who come after me and, and, you know, call me all sorts of names, they uh, the light bulb finally went on last night because it was such a glaring um, example of just gross incompetence. I, I, how you leave my, uh, Michael Porter Jr. on the bench for 16 minutes and 16 seconds it's just I don't know I don't I don't know how to explain it like what other coach in the league has their arguably second best player but he was definitely their second best player yesterday because um, Jamal Murray was out in the second half and you just leave him sitting there on the bench it's like he forgets to put him back in um, and then it got to the point where it's like oh well now they're they're rallying so I want to keep the you know the, this group in there never mind the fact that his explanation after the game was just unconscionable too it's like well you know they, I wanted to stick with the, the the guys that were hot they were down three when Michael Porter Jr. went out the the deficit got huge because of the bench because of the players that were on the floor and yeah they started to rally a little bit and dig their way out of it but it's not as though that group played great the entire time they were out there so. Um, yeah, Michael Malone is the number one thing standing between the Nuggets in their first ever trip to the NBA Finals. And as the days go on, that hurdle looks bigger and bigger. James, is there any scenario where, you know, you're trying to teach a lesson? Because one of the things that, that we have talked about is Michael Malone has given, has been given, um, the authority from his star player, Jokic, and even Murray to some degree, I think Aaron Gordon, to coach their team. Like they, they have, they've given him the right to coach it. You know, they, there's some, there's some teams that don't have that, right? But they certainly have done that. Is there any scenario where you as a coach or you could see something going on between Michael Malone and, um, Michael Porter Jr. to where you could justify sitting him in that fourth quarter the way you, the way you did and, and not playing him? Uh, yeah, if it was a if there was a total lack of effort, if he was um, you know just kind of going out there and doing the old Will Barton act, where just freelancing and and you know taking the game upon himself and not working within the con uh, you know the confines of constraints of what you want to do. Yeah, I could see that, but that just wasn't what was going on. And it's 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 been one of my big issues with Michael Malone all along is the double standard, right? It, it's the you know, he, he, he treats Michael Porter Jr. one way where if he sees one breakdown in, in uh, defense, it's like, okay, you're coming on the bench, you're sitting over here. And yet he'll let other players, and in, in the past it's been veteran players, get away with the exact same thing for long stretches of time. And there's 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 no repercussions. There's not a, hey, you're going to have to come sit on the bench and sit next to me. Um, and I thought yesterday was just an example of it. I, I don't know what Michael Porter Jr. did in that game that was different than everybody else. They gave up 98 points through the first three quarters. I mean, nobody was playing defense, and I certainly didn't watch the game and think, well, boy, MPJ just isn't guarding anybody. He can't stop anybody today, and that, that's the problem. So I think, Stink, the, the overall notion of is there anything he could do? Yeah, there, there's a situation, a scenario where a coach has to bench somebody to send a message. I just don't think it was yesterday. I honestly think he just gets brain lock. And he forgets about it, and then he goes to put Michael Porter Jr. back in with 4.39 to go in the fourth quarter, which would have been exactly 12 minutes, and a full quarter. And then all of a sudden, they, the Nuggets have a little bit of a rally there, and he, he decides to um, to stick with the hot hand. So I think he just has brain luck. I just think he forgets to put him uh, put guys back in the game, and 
Um, it, it's one of the many things that Michael Malone has issues with. He, he also has a total lack of a, a, an ability to make adjustments. And now as you get closer to the end of the year and teams aren't treating a, a trip to Denver as, you know what, let's just let's have a load management night. Let's sit our stars because this is a tough place to play. Now teams are coming in here and actually trying to win games and doing things to the Nuggets that they haven't seen all year. And Michael Malone has no answers, none at all, which is exactly how it's going to be in the playoffs. So um, it's it just it's a huge issue. And, I, you know, it's one where I hope I'm wrong. I don't want to take a victory lap on, on I told you so with Michael Malone, but it's looking more and more mm. like uh, that's going to be the case. Mm, he doesn't want to take that I victory don't. lap. No, no, <laughs> no. We know you don't want to take that victory <laughs> lap. All right, James, free agency tampering period opens today in the NFL. What are your goals for this offseason for the Denver Broncos? Well, I mean, the fact that they made some moves on Friday gives me a little bit of encouragement that, okay, they're going to go spend money. Because, you know, I had been on and I filled in a couple of times for Stoke and it talked to Mike Kliss and talked to Troy Rank. And it just, I was getting the impression that, hey, they're going to they're gonna be going cheap. It's going to be attention Walmart shoppers. And now I think maybe that there's a, a chance that they'll go spend some money. Given the fact that they don't have a first-round pick or a second-round pick, they have to patch some of their holes. Uh, in free agency, I think right tackle is the number one place they need to go. Juwan Taylor would be the guy I would look at. I think you have to re-sign Draymond Jones. I think the fact that they let him get to the free agent market, the fact that they didn't put a uh, franchise tag on him is just inexcusable. But uh, you, you can't let Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb, Draymond Jones, Malik uh, Reed walk out the door and not have adequate replacements for him, for any of them. So I think they need to re-sign Draymond Jones. And then I would go, Bobby Wagner would be the third guy I'd go spend on. Because it's not going to have to be a long-term deal. Yeah, it'll be big money. But at some point, you have to address the, the inside linebacker position, and they haven't since Super Bowl 50 when, when Danny Trevathan left. So those would be my three free agents. I think you can get um, a left guard with one of those early third-round picks, and I think you can get a running back with one of those picks as well. That would be my uh, my game plan for the offseason if I was George Payton. James, the NCAA tournament bracket was released. What are you looking at? Who's your favorite? Have you taken a look at the bracket yet? I haven't filled mine out yet. Um, I will. I mean, I've taken a look at it. We watched the uh, my, my boys and I watched the selection show. Um, I'm going Alabama. That's going to be the the team I'm I'm sticking with, and I know that's the unpopular pick because everybody's you know for various reasons right. is, is right. down on the Crimson Tide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the biggest fraud in the entire in the entire bracket is Houston, and I know that's the trendy thing to say because they lost to Memphis yesterday. But you start looking at them; they're like 109th in scoring, and you know, not a, not a particularly good offensive team. I think that bites you when you get into the tournament. So um, I'm going to go Alabama. I think Houston's that team, though. If you're looking for, hey, who's going to get upset early? What number one seed might not make it to the second weekend? Go with the Cougars. Yeah, and it's definitely important to make sure you check on the health status of Marcus Sasser, who's Houston's best player, as you fill out your bracket, right? Yeah. And as we move closer to Thursday, that will certainly have an impact. Thank you very much, Mr. Merrillat. Right, appreciate it, it, Rocket. Fellas. I'm going to go loosen up the shoulder. Oh, go ahead and do that. You and Cecil, while he stretches for his dunk, you loosen up for your 85-mile-an-hour toss, buddy. Four-down territory. That's up next. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 